Thank you for tuning in to the Mindful Babes podcast. I'm your host, Valerie Adams, mindset coach, entrepreneur, and manifestation enthusiast. I am obsessed with supporting you in living the life of your dreams. Each week, I'll be providing you with a quick bite of mind food so you can live the life that you were put on this planet to live. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to a very, very highlight, very special episode of the Mindful Babes podcast. I am so excited for today's episode. It is going to be an incredible interview, a really unique experience. I have Jessica Hutto as a guest on the podcast, and we're going to be talking all about who she is in the world, what she does. She is an energy and business mentor. She helps heart-centered light workers and entrepreneurs create the life and business of their dream. And this is a really full circle, really incredible moment right now, because the reason the Mindful Babes podcast exists is because of Jessica. So you are newer to my world, or maybe you remember when the Mindful Babes podcast came out, I believe it was February, 2019. Jessica and I actually co-hosted the podcast together. We met in a mastermind that we were in a business mastermind and we really connected. And I'm so grateful for Jessica coming to me with this idea of, you know, how can we put our, our hearts and our heads and our voices together to really deliver a a message. And if you go and listen, we did, I think it was like 20 to 30 incredible episodes together, you know, um, on our own. And it's just, I'm so grateful to you, Jessica, for, you know, being the the vision behind the podcast and really getting it started. And um, we'll definitely share about your podcast as well, but really excited to have you on and have this really beautiful conversation that we're about to get into all around spirituality and whatever other magic is meant to flow through. So welcome back, I guess, to the podcast. (laughs) It's such a fun coming home moment. I love it. I love it. I love it. Like think to think about two and a half years where we started and then where we are now, but it, it's perfect. I just love it so much. I'm so happy to be here. It's so beautiful. Yeah. And like, I mean, you taught, you create, you like taught me how to make the theme song for the podcast, like all the things. There's just so much genius behind getting the podcast launched and all the beautiful messages we shared. And, um, you know, Jessica, both Jessica and I, we've grown so much in our journeys and just really getting super duper clear on our calling. And, you know, with the podcast, we got to a point where we just felt super connected to our messages and, you know, like really standing in what we believe in on our own platform. So it it was really beautiful to start the podcast together and then to, you know, move to our own brands. And then you actually have a podcast now, (laughs) which I know we're going to link in the show notes. I know everyone will want to listen to, but um, just so grateful to have you here and really excited to dive in. Um, I guess the first question. So just a little backstory on Jessica is she is at the divine maven on Instagram. And she is a TikTok reels expert and just shares 
so much valuable content um, around spirituality. And she is one of those people where you, when you enter her presence, you just feel pure acceptance and you can just really feel the energy. So I would love to hear Jessica a little bit more about your story, because obviously you're the divine maven. You're an incredible leader in this world. And I'd love to hear a little bit more about how, how this came to be, what your journey was like. Wow. Thank you so much for your kind words. It's so funny because I remember years ago, probably like 15 or 20 years ago, I would look at other people when I was in their presence. And you know, you just, when you're around those people and you feel they're late and they just light up the room with their warmth and their energy. I was like, I want that. I don't know how to do that. I know I'm not there that there now, but how do I get there? And then such a full circle moment for you to introduce me that way. I'm like, wow, you did it, you know? And, and there really is that hope for transformation and really stepping into the person that we we want to be. Mm-hmm. But uh, that definitely was not me <laughs> 15, 10, 10 years ago, even probably. Yeah, I would say 10, eight to 10 years ago, I was a completely different person. I was working in a job that I didn't like. I, maybe some of you guys can relate where you kind of pick the, you pick the course in a career that is quote unquote safe. You know, what's going to give you the benefits, what's going to give you a comfortable lifestyle. What's something that your parents are going to quote unquote approve of. And, and I really followed this checklist that I had in my head about the American dream and what's going to equal happiness. And it was like, I just put my head down and blinders on to any other signs of like, maybe this wasn't the right path and almost just plowed through, mm. you know, there was like, there was the resistance, but I think I wasn't even, I didn't pay attention to it. You know, I wasn't really in my body. I didn't really listen to my intuition And I think that happens a lot with, I mean, it's changing now, but especially maybe our generation when we were younger, our parents are like, no, that's too scary or don't do that. Or they kind of will deterred your kind of expansive thinking because they want to keep you safe. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, it makes sense, but anyway, so I, went to Santa Barbara, you see Santa Barbara, that's like the best school ever. <laughs> and I wanted to become a doctor and I did all the studying. I think I didn't even really enjoy my college years, to be honest with you, because I was always studying rather than enjoying beautiful Santa Barbara. And I took the test to get into med school and I applied to like 20 schools and I got into zero of them, like zero. Mm. So that was like a big that was a tough moment for me. Like, what am I going to do now? And instead of following maybe what I enjoyed, I stayed on that track. So I went into nursing instead. I thought, well, this is the next best thing. I've never seen myself as that, but I love helping people. And I wonder if that, I'm curious if lightworkers get into nursing for the same reason. You know, they want to help people, but they don't know that there's other ways to help. So I'm really curious if anybody listening to this podcast is a nurse or in the healthcare field and you went into it because you want to help people, but maybe you're feeling a little bit like, "Mm, I never feel like that was the right thing for me. Mm. So I went into nursing and I plowed through, I was in the ER for 10 years and honestly, it was a really toxic environment. 
the it's it's kind of like the TV show if you ever are old enough to watch ER or even Grey's Anatomy. I mean, it was scandalous and um, high stress and just was not a really warm and welcoming environment. But I think from all that stress and from all of that going through, even when I was, I felt a lot of resistance, the world and the universe will kind of stop you in your tracks. You know, it'll throw little rocks at you and be like, you're not living this life in alignment. And then if you don't listen, it comes bigger and it gets louder and it gets louder. And so that definitely happened to me. I had experienced burnout with the job. And then after I had my son, I got really bad postpartum depression. And that really walked my, rocked my world. It was like, what am I doing? I woke up and I looked in the mirror one morning and if you're a mother, you probably have dealt with this too, is you kind of lose your sense of self after you have your, your first, you're navigating, like, who are you now that you're a mother? You're not, you're not the um, single girl in your twenties, you know, you're probably married and, and, and you're a mom. And what does this identity look like on top of all the other things that I did that were not me. You know, I, I never really did anything for me. I just did it for what I thought I should do. So that moment in the mirror was a big one. And I knew that things needed to change. It was, it was that rock bottom moment. You know, so I think some of us, that's the big catalyst is we're in so much pain. We'll do anything to not be in that spot again. And it's a beautiful thing though, because had I not been through that moment, I don't know that I'd be where I am today. I'm not sure, Val, if you've been, you're like nodding if you've been through similar for sure. Oh, but. yeah. Yeah. And thank you so much for sharing more about that. And I actually, I saw this quote on LinkedIn like years and years ago as I was starting to get into personal development. And it basically was saying like, when you're content, that's actually the worst place to be because you're not likely to make change. And so I can only imagine with you, Jess, it's like you go to school, you study so much to be in the specialized field and underneath it is like your heart and you're here to help people. And it's like for you to answer that call and to be like this, there's gotta be more because nursing isn't just a job. It's a career. It's, you know, it's not something you willy nilly. You're like, I want to be a nurse. It's like, you're constantly tested to show your level of commitment. And so I would love if you could share a little bit more because I, I have a feeling that this is resonating with women who maybe have been in a field for years and years and years. And like, you're a mom, like what, like what was that rock bottom moment like? And then what happened after that realization? Yeah. Well, it was a scary moment because I realized I can't keep going on, but it's okay. At this point, when I really, I didn't really hit rock bottom after my son. It took after my daughter, actually, let's be real. But that's kind of what started the breakdown. And so I looked in my mirror and I'm like, I've got two kids. I've got a mortgage. You know, I've got car payments. I've got things that my income, it's almost the golden handcuffs, right? It would made enough money that you could have all these things. But then if you're still miserable, what is it? And so... I just, I remember feeling really hopeless. I think when we don't feel like we have any other choices, we feel completely hopeless. And, and the thing is we're never without choices. We just don't always see that they're out there, Mm -hmm. but luckily I guess just being in that, that moment and being in that depression forced me to just slow down and be still 
You know, I was, I was actually had so much anxiety. I couldn't really be in loud, like big crowds and things like that. I mean, I got it, I had it pretty bad, but you know, it forced me to just be with myself, you know, and what, what do I want to do? What feels good? And I remember one of my friends, she was trying to cheer me up and she's like, Hey, let's go to this woman's circle that uh, she's this medium named Paula. She's amazing. I'm like a medium. Ooh. I was always really into the long Island medium and uh, all very strange fact. I used to collect like astrology books ever since I was like eight or nine. I read like self-help books at 15. I mean, what teeny, yes. <laughs> but those were little signs of, Oh, this is where you're supposed to go. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Oh yeah, I'm going to go. And when I got there, the medium, like, we were in this beautiful group and the lady was like, you are this white light. You are an earth angel, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, this lady's nuts. Like, <laughs> she, doesn't, she doesn't know me. She doesn't know how crazy I am, but she said it was such honesty and, and authentic on authenticity that I was like, wow. I mean, it really blew me away. And she pulled Oracle cards. So she pulled cards and she shared messages and it was just a place for people to talk about their feelings and their emotions. It was almost like a therapy session, but more than that, it was just a beautiful mm. woman's circle. And that, that was like the first spark that I had felt in a long, long time after just feeling really depressed and uninspired and hopeless. That was my little ray of hope. Like I will never forget the medium Paula and that women's circle. And that really changed everything. And even just my friend kind of opening up to me that she was into spirituality because honestly, like 10 years ago, it was a little bit more hush hush than it is now. I can't imagine what it was like, you know, 20, 30 years, but back then, you know, Gabby Bernstein was coming on the scene or she had been, there was Oprah was doing her soul Sunday. So it was starting to, but in small town America, not as much, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that was actually a beautiful thing. And then we found a couple other women that were also into spirituality and they became my lifeline and where we would just bounce ideas off of. And we would start reading books together and talking about it. We would do vision board get togethers and learn these new spirituality concepts together, which was everything because I didn't feel so alone. So that was really the turnaround, honestly. Yeah. It was like, when you're ready, when they say, Gabby Bernstein says, when the teacher's ready, no, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And it really was like that. Oh yeah. I feel like that just your story of coming into contact with Paula, the medium, like no doubt she guided you. And I feel like she was almost like a mirror, like mirroring back to you what you already knew, but saying it in a way of like, confirming it's like this is why you're here you get to move forward and it's like of course you created tribe around that and would you say that that was the time like everything you just shared that was when your spiritual awakening was happening yeah I mean I think the spiritual awakening probably started when I was when things were going to uh my world was crashing down because I think that was really the stripping away of everything that wasn't serving me. So that was the beginning of it. And because a spiritual awakening isn't always so pretty. In fact, it, you know, can be really messy. And so I would say that was a big turning point in it for sure, for sure, for sure. And from there, you know, learning about manifesting and learning about following your intuition. And I was really into signs. And so I remember like, I need to leave this job. I need to leave 
whatever it is. And I was too scared to leave nursing altogether, but I, I went down to on-call. So I left my benefits. I left the retirement and I just took this job where I would work like once or twice a week. And it was not a guarantee. It was if they were busy. And so that was a really big leap of faith. And I remember asking the universe for signs like, all right, if this is meant to be, show me a bright yellow car, you know? And I remember being on the freeway and there's a bright yellow car. And I'm like, all right, show me another one, you know? <laughs> you yeah. <laughs> but, but I did it. And I think slowly over time, when you make those scary leaps mm-hmm. and the first time is the hardest because you don't have that faith missile built yet. You don't know that the universe is going to catch you when you fall. But over time, you make them, you know, these little shifts, these little shifts, and the universe catches you every time. And it's it's a beautiful trust and relationship that you build that um, actually only comes from taking that action from that yeah. scary action. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like action just, like, breeds confidence. Yes. Because then you're able to look back and be like, yep, that time I leaped, it worked out that time and that time. And I would love to ask you too, for someone who also, I would like to provide some context because even though in our world, you know, I, you know, identify as a light worker as well. How would you describe it to someone who maybe has not heard the term light worker or they're like, is that me? Is that not me? And then um, I would also love if you would be open to sharing just some things that we can start doing to increase our faith muscle. If we're not ready for like a huge leap, but just little like ways to start increasing the faith. So light worker. Hmm. I feel like it's this call that you have to share or talk more about maybe spirituality or energy coming from this place of love, heart-centered, you know, chances are if you're a heart-centered entrepreneur or you are really drawn to this concept of love and light and not, I'm not saying all the time, right? Because all the emotions are valid, but you just have this call calling for more, more in your life, more depth, helping people with transformation, helping people. I mean, it really is a lot of people that are, that are people that have that call to help others and to make the world a better place. You're a light worker. You know, I I mean, probably every single one of us is a light worker, whether we know it or not, you know, yeah, we're at that part in our journey yet. So how about for you? How would you describe it? Yeah, it, it that's exactly like what I would say, really paying attention to what you're drawn to. Mm-hmm. And also it's like this, you care so deeply about wanting the world to be better, wanting people to love each other. And like you, maybe you get feedback in your life where people tell you like, you're so inspiring or gosh, you have such great energy or you're so positive. I feel like that's people unknowingly confirming to you and reflecting back to you that you bring light into this world. So maybe that's getting some wheels spinning for you. Um, think about the things that people compliment you on, or, you know, when, when you get acknowledged for things outside of exterior appearance, it's like, you know, how would friends describe your personality? And I even think you can even ask people in your life, like, Hey, like, you know, sometimes it's hard for me to see, but how, like, how, how have I supported you? How would you describe me? I'm really tuning into my gifts. And that's a really great way to learn. 
Such a good idea. And if they're saying things like you're empathetic, you're compassionate, you're kind, you're sensitive, all the things that you might've thought were a negative part of your personality are actually the things that make you a beautiful light worker and uh, presence and soul. Yeah. So a thousand percent. Love that. And then tips for people that are just starting on their journey and how to build that faith, faith muscle. I love Oracle cards, honestly, Oracle cards. I mean, you can, Oracle cards are, they're just cards. They're not tarot. They're not negative or any kind of, you know, witch energy, not that there's anything wrong with witch energy, but you know, it's not, it's not anything scary. Um, and I mean, they have simple ones that are just about affirmations, right? So if you're like, well, I don't want to learn about angels and all this yeah. other stuff, there's, there's ones that are simply affirmations and they're beautiful. And so I would tune in, grab a, some cards and, you know, ask universe, what do I need to know today? And then pull the card and journal on what is that message? What is it saying to you? And check back, you know, write down what you think it is, check back in a couple days and see again, like, did that message resonate? Or if you followed what it was telling you, you know, just a small shift, maybe it was telling you like, open up to more gratitude in your life, mm-hmm. you know, and then you follow that for a couple of days and then you check back with that. And you're like, wow, actually, you know, when I followed that gratitude, this shifted in my life, this, this, you know, so it's these micro shifts that can build up your confidence to take those bigger leaps for sure. Yes. I love that. And, and you do things like, you know, like universe, give me a sign. Like, do you you have any advice for people of like how to open themselves up to signs? Because I believe that like, we actually kind of like miss signs if we're not aware or really opening ourselves up to them. Do you have any insight around that? I love angel signs. I mean, you can just start with numbers. You don't even have to know what angel signs are, but, you know, repeating numbers like three in a row, one, 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 eight, eight, eight. And you can look up what they mean. Or when you see that, so you say eight, 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 you can look up the meaning or you can just take it as you had something on your heart and you're kind of like universe, God, what, whatever resonates with you, I would love some confirmation or input. And then when you see it there, you know, starting that communication, starting to be able to see it. And it's so funny because we do, we do create a reality, right? So the fact that when we're saying, I want to see that sign and then it shows up for us is also showing the power of us to be able to attract Mm. and co-create, you know? So it's this dance between you and the universe. I love that. It's, it's like just such an act of learning to trust. And again, if someone's not ready to take a big leap, there's so many micro ways. Um, like what, like, do you have any other signs outside of numbers? Like for me, whenever I see a monarch butterfly, I'm like, okay, it's on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For, for sure. And animals, you know, hummingbirds, like you said, butterflies, there could be a loved one that maybe has crossed over and maybe they loved roses, you know, and you see roses. I know for me, uh, my grandfather 
just passed away in May and his birthday was May 5th, but that's a number thing. But anyway, so every time I see five, five, I've been seeing it everywhere. Like literally my son just signed up for a football and his Jersey was five, five. I'm like, Oh, I see you. (laughs) (laughs) But he also, I also saw ladybugs with him. So ladybugs are another, you know, you can use animals. And after you see them, you can look up if you want spiritual meaning of butterfly, spiritual meaning of, you know, a bee or a hummingbird, not necessary. You can start with just being able to see it. And like, what do you feel like? Even asking yourself, what do I feel like this butterfly is trying to tell me, Mm. you know, and really asking and getting with your intuition and what's the first thing that comes to your mind and, and, and trust it and then follow through with that or take that and go with it and see where it takes you. And that's another great way to build your intuition as well as your faith muscle. Yeah. Do you feel like people question their intuition if something like comes to them easily and they're like, no, that's not. That's oh yeah. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it'd be a really good TikTok or real, you know, you, again, like you ask for the sign, you get it and you're like, oh no, I want another one. Oh my gosh. Please <laughs> create that, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which almost makes me think like if you see it, when you see that sign a lot and you're like, you're trying to make a decision, it's almost like, well, did you want the opposite answer, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of like, okay, we'll get clear with yourself. Maybe, maybe that's your intuition speaking to you because every time you're seeing the sign, maybe you're not wanting to see the sign because you're wanting a different outcome. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where in the world I heard this, if it was on a TV show or if it happened in real life or if it's a saying. So I'm sorry, I don't know where to give credit to, but it's basically around and what you're saying, it's like to really actually know what you do want. Cause sometimes we don't actually know if, you know, we're not really connected to why we want something, or maybe we are afraid of that thing. And, um, it's like the saying is like, you can tell how, what, or I don't even know if it's a saying, but it's like, you can tell how, what you want by flipping a coin, like heads or tails. And then when it's in the air, it, you're like, Oh, actually I want it to land on heads or like, I that's that too. yeah, yes. where's that from <laughs> our collective consciousness? I don't know. Yeah. It's one of those books that we've read. I've read a yeah. million, <laughs> but yeah, same concept, right? When it's in the air, what are you, which way are you hoping it lands? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is really good. And yeah, I would love to ask you, cause obviously we can have this conversation of all the quote unquote, like woo things. And yeah, you know, like I'm learning things from you and you know, the reality is a lot of people who are starting to spiritually wake, sometimes they go first in their subculture and their family and their friend group. And it, it can be misunderstood because it's such a personal thing. So I'd love to hear if you've experienced that and any like, wisdom you can share with anyone who may be in that right now? Mm. I think that honestly, that's the toughest part for me of the journey was put going past that. And I even struggled with it. I mean, we were, we did our podcast together and it was beautiful and it was about mindset, you know, and I talked about manifestation, but I really left the spiritual part of it out because I was scared. I was really scared to have family. It's always the people that know you for so yeah. long that we're really scared of like old coworkers, family, your parents. And gosh, they're same thing. There also came a point when I can no longer 
it's constricting me. You know, I feel like I'm almost suffocating by holding who I am inside fully. And you get to that point, I think eventually, and that you have to just let it out. It feels so expansive and it feels so free that you choose that over someone's opinion of you. Mm -hmm. But that's hard when you grew up for so many years and your parents' validation and their love and affection was everything to you. Learning to find that in yourself, there's that, there's that growth curve. There's that transition phase that always isn't so fun. But I know for me, it's, and for a lot of people and for my clients and things like that, the things that we're so scared of, they don't even happen. I mean, my parents, they just choose to not ask me what I do or talk about it. They just don't. And, you know, here I thought that they were going to be, say a lot of things about it and like sit me down or think I was crazy. Actually, my dad is very spiritual because he grew up Muslim and my mom was Catholic. So for me, he told me to find my own way. Wow. He's like, learn about all the different religions and things and you find what works for you. But I think it was like my mom and her family was Catholic and just, but actually even they, I thought they would think it was weird, but they love, I mean, they pray to saints and they talk to angels and they have crystals in their home. And so it was like the things I was scared of was, was nothing. And even more that it's inspired them to like not stay in, you know, a job that they don't like. Maybe they went part-time so they can look for something else. Or one of them um, went to Hawaii for a few months, just kind of find herself. And so also thinking about the positives of, of doing that, you know, you might be inspiring your family. Yeah. They might be scared at first. They might not understand, but if they, if that's an unconditional love, they're going to love you no matter what, you know, Mm -hmm. you don't have to say approval does not mean love. You know, I may not approve of all the things my brother does or my mom or my dad, but I still love them Mm -hmm. unconditionally. And so detaching that, that for them to love me, they have to also approve. Wow. That's so good. It's like, I think too, it's such a personal relationship with spirit and all that. And I think the fear too, is that someone will try to, you know, take that if they don't approve. And this is in the beginning when we're, it's like, you know, and I went through that journey too. Like I really held back from showing up on video and like, my content, when I first started, it was very like, okay, let me make sure this won't, isn't too out there, won't offend this person. And it's like, (laughs) we're so scared. I feel like, and I'll speak for myself. Like I had fear of people telling me like, you're wrong, or this isn't the way it is. And spirituality is so personal. So I think that's amazing that your dad actually instilled that in you. Like, Hey, find your own way. And I truly believe that we can inspire people just by moving forward and creating a different way. And I I truly think that's our job as light workers is to do the thing and, you know, inspire people and trust that people are going to like come and be like, how is she doing it or model it? And we just have to keep shining, keep shining. And it's not always the easiest path, but it's, it's really so much more, mm, it brings so much more to your life, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But it's, it's sometimes it's hindsight's 2020, you know, yeah. just that first step. But I think when we think of what are my parents going to say, and you think of the worst case scenario, we owe it to ourselves to also write out what other scenarios might come. 
What if they're neutral? What if they're positive? What if it's, you know, it's, they're overjoyed, you know? And so also just give ourselves the benefit of that. It could go another way and better than we imagined. Yeah. And I think too, like what you said is so important. And also it's like, what's actually true to you. Like what's actually, what can we actually fall back on? Because nobody can take away what you know is true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If it doesn't go the way you want it. Right. But like now you're living a life that is true for you and authentic. And that feels better than any approval or yeah, it it does, you know, but you only know if you take that leap too. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to ask you some things around just business and what you've created. Like you are such an example of someone who I know it's like, I know you and I know you're so passionate and I've really embodied the things that you teach and you really walk your talk. And I love the way your brand has evolved it. And what I would love to ask too, is, you know, for someone who is wanting to go more on their spiritual journey, the first question I always get is like books and all that. Um, (laughs) Do you have any recommendations for people? For books? Yeah. I love you are the placebo by Joe Dispenza. I don't know if you've mentioned that one before. I, ha- I haven't read it. Oh, do I get anything? to read it? Yes. <laughs> this is going on your list or your audiobook list, but anything by Joe Dispenza is great because especially if you're starting your spiritual journey, he puts the science to it. So that can help sometimes when it's such something so untangible, he bases it with science. And in a way you can understand it's his story is really inspiring. I'm looking at my bookshelf over here (laughs) to think of the, I mean, anything by Gabby Bernstein, Valerie and I were just talking about this before we got on the call that she's like the gateway drug to spirituality, (laughs) you know, any of her books. Well, I think I like the universe has your back is my favorite. And I love how many actionable stuff are in there for you to integrate. Right. Same thing. The little micro shifts for you, right. To see if it's working or not. Obviously I love the chakras. That is really my, my jam and my passion. And it's all about different energy centers. So any book on the chakras I like, because it's just giving you simple ways to bring your life into balance and also showing you a little bit more of that spiritual side. What else? Well, I think those are really the top three. If for, you know, if you're just starting out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I would also say too, like following people online who inspire you, which, you know, I have a feeling that's how you landed on this podcast episode. Either you saw, I shared it or Jessica and, you know, chances are you've seen messages that we share and something has resonated. So I would say too, just really being conscious of what, what you're consuming and like, you can totally mute people on Instagram who you don't you feel like, you know, you, you don't feel super positive looking at their stuff and you can learn so much from just being in someone's energy and someone, especially like Jessica, who shares every day and she's sharing videos and reels and TikToks and giving so much value. It's like, you can really feel the energy. I think sometimes more than books, but it can be all the things. Oh, absolutely. We using social media as a positive thing because yeah, there is some negative, but I know for me, that's 
how I really went on this journey was following those people on social media, seeing them with do teach videos or offer things. You know, I went to Gabby Bernstein's spirit junkie event in New York by myself and in 2018. And that was a really big life-changing thing too. And, and I wouldn't have really gone. I don't think if it wasn't for following them online in some capacity. So I know there's a whole world, especially if you're new to spirituality, right? All we see now is probably on our Instagram is like spirituality and entrepreneurs. But in the beginning, when I first was on Instagram, I had no idea that that whole world existed. Mm-hmm. And TikTok too. I mean, there's literally every niche on TikTok. I'm telling you, I'm currently watching um, haunted houses TikTok. <laughs> no way. Yeah. But there's like self-help therapy TikTok. There's ex-Mormon TikTok. I mean, that's so crazy, but TikTok's a really fun one too, just for like the most random educational things. Wow. Like more so than reels. It's similar. It's similar for sure. But yeah, I think more so than reels too. Yeah. Such a beautiful example of how social media can be used for good for, you know, and everything in moderation, but it's just, it's so beautiful. And that's how, I mean, that's how Jessica and I ended up in the same mastermind coaching program because of a woman online. And well, I actually, I actually knew Sophie and from our first corporate job, but again, seeing her online and the life she was living, I was like, whoa, like, what is this girl drinking? Because I need that in my life. And that's how Jess found her. They got connected too. Yes. Right. From following those, just those little, little posts, little videos, this thing of inspiration. And then over time starting to be like, wow, could this be me too? Yeah. And then following that. Yes. Love that so much. And I would love to hear more about the Divine Maven brand. I know you're super passionate about chakras. I know you support entrepreneurs and growing their business. I would love to hear just like more about how this is all like, like evolved and what you're super passionate about. Yeah. So such a good question. When we started actually Valerie and I started around the same time. I think it was like October, 2018. Yeah. We did our, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's when it was. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I think, no, I know it is. <laughs> <laughs> and we, you know, I started the business and I worked with some coaches, you know, and I all honestly, I have no regrets. Like you're all drawn to those people for a reason. You're all going to learn different things. And I learned some valuable information from everybody. So I started this business. Like I saw someone that I hired as a life coach, a spiritual life coach. And I was like, this is amazing. This woman helped me so much. I want to do this. Mm -hmm. And so I started hiring and investing in myself in courses and it was great. And I was learning a lot, but for me, it was a lot of the strategy and a lot of the masculine energy and if y'all know me, I just really have that like feminine side, that sensitive side, that flowy side to me. And I wanted to incorporate that with what I was doing and what I was teaching. And so that's really how the divine maven brand came. It's, it's really that balance between taking that action and that feminine side. I feel like our world is shifting from more of the so the solar plexus is an energy center in our body that is 
really with our confidence and our will and our motivation and our go, 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 which is a lot of how America runs right now, right? It's a lot about power. It's a lot about the hustle, but it's breaking down, right? We're like seeing that that's not necessarily working and that there's other ways to be. And so we're moving more heart-centered, which is more of this beautiful balance between doing and being. Mm-hmm. And so that really is what the heart of Divine Maven is all about is Oops. tapping into our energy and creating more of that balance, adding more of that flow, that intuition and that connection with the universe in everything that we do. So in our business, in our day-to-day life, and obviously the chakras I love because I feel like that's a, it's a beautiful roadmap that we have that we can look at, okay, how am I feeling? I'm not feeling really confident today. And then relating that, what chakra is that? What energy center do I need Mm. a little bit of shifting or give a little bit more attention? So if it's confidence, that's your solar plexus. And so then giving someone tangible tools, like here's a meditation, here's EFT, or um, it's called tapping. I don't know if you've talked about tapping on your podcast, but just giving them these different energetic exercises and tools based on that. And then that way that people can heal or do the work themselves. Mm-hmm. So they can say, how am I feeling today? You know, feeling a little bit really fearful with money. Fearful with money has to do with root chakra. So I'm going to do some exercises on the root chakra to help bring more energy and balance to that center. And then in turn, their fear around money shifts, their, you know, external world around money shifts, all these beautiful things. So that's why I'm, you know, obsessed with the chakras, because I think for me, I need that little bit of structure. I need that little bit of a map. I can't just be like, oh, just where's alignment. Just, just get aligned. I'm like, I don't know what that means. How do I do it? Mm. So that was an extra, it was just an extra way, not an extra way, but it was a beautiful stepping stone or roadmap. Yes. I love that so much. And I love what you stand for. And, and this has always been my experience of you is you love helping people do it on their own. And you are just such a stand for self-healing and more tools. And, you know, what do I already have? What innate wisdom do I have? What can I tap into in my own body and giving people tools that they can use and, Um, this is actually something that I've heard from Carissa Johnson. And she says like a good coach works themselves out of a job. I don't know if you've ever heard that, but no, I I just think it's so beautiful that you're, you give people the tools to take it on their own and be able to heal themselves. Because that, that to me is like, you know, true leadership is teaching someone how to be a leader in their own life. And you know, they come to you, you support them, give them tools and they, they get to take those and run with them. So, yeah, it's, it's allowing them to fully empower themselves. You know, it's like, I, I will hold space for them and I love to see them in their highest, even when they don't see it, you know, and, and really hold them up when they don't see it in those times, but then also giving them the tools and, you know, when it's time for them to fly. Yes. <laughs> and then it's time. And then that's when the relationship gets to end. And then it's also coming from this place of abundance that there are, there are more clients and there's always more people to serve that are going to need you. And 
and they can still come back. Like I've had my first client from like two and a half years ago, we started working together again. You know, you oh, that's so go cool. through the journey and then they come back and they're like, you know, Hey, I need a little space holding or help with this. And then she'll fly away again. <laughs> yeah. And it's great. And she's been able to witness your evolution because you're so committed to the work. So yeah. it's like, as you're expanding, so is your coach. So is yes. that mentor. So she's not revisiting like old energy. It's like, Hey, let's right. connect in a different expansive. Yeah. Energy. These yeah. upgraded mm-hmm. expansive energies. So beautiful. So I would love to hear just how, well, A, how people can connect with you and what you're really excited about in your business for someone who has heard this episode. Maybe it's someone from your audience, someone who this is like their first experience of you. And they're like, oh my God, like, what can I jump into of hers? Like, how can I do the chakra work? Like, I'd love to hear what you're excited about. For sure. Well, I love if people are starting out, I have a couple of freebies, but I have a freebie on manifesting with the chakras, which is always really fun. So if you're new to, you're like, Hey, what are the chakras? They're kind of cool. And you like manifesting or you want to learn more about that. It's a really fun workbook that will take you through each of the chakras. And you know me, I'm all about like these tools and these exercises. So it's a really fun workbook that is completely free. And there's another one I have on um, reigniting your intuition. So if you're like, what is my intuition? How do I even get to know it? That's a great place to start. If you're a little further along on your journey, or you're like, I want to dive deep. My signature program is the chakra healing certification. And this one's just, it's beautiful, whether you're in business or not, or maybe you're thinking about business or you're fully in your business, because it's going to take you through each of the chakras and it's so funny. You said that, like take you on your own healing first, mm-hmm. right. And get you practicing and, and embodying this on your own. And then how to teach that to other people. So in whatever capacity that is for you, you know, like if you're a teacher or if you're a business coach or if you're a healer and how to apply it to your own business. So that one's a six month program and it's opening up again in, we're going to start in October. So if you want to get on the wait list, I would just definitely hop on and fill out the form. It always sells out. It's my favorite program ever, ever, ever. And there's a retreat in it too, which for me, the retreats are the most transformational. Yeah. You lead incredible. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. I, I also, (laughs) how are we leaving this out? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So follow me on Instagram too. You can get notified when the next retreat is open up for the public as well. So, but yeah, follow me for just connect. I'd love to hear from you guys on the gram or the talk ticks is what I call it. Cause it makes my kids really embarrassed when I call it that, um, connect with me on there. Say hi. Let me know that you found me on here and I'd um, love to connect. Oh, that's so amazing. Yes. She is at the divine maven on Instagram. We'll link that in the show notes and also the free gifts and chakra certification. So people can just explore and learn all the things. Um, one question I actually wanted to ask you is with you being like so consistent and just like really expert level in TikToks and the value you add, how has that been with your kids? Do they love it? Do they? (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. Sometimes they'll look at, they're like, mom, you have this many followers. And I'm like, I have to sit them down and be like, it's not about the followers. <laughs> you know, it's a community because they're so all about the likes and everything, you know? Oh. So it's kind of cool trying to show them that it's more than just that, you know, what you're really building and you have the possibility to change lives. Uh, but I don't, I doubt that they tell their their friends that their mom is <laughs> has however many followers on TikTok and Reels. So, but yeah. I mean, how cool what they've been able to see and experience you evolve into like over the last couple of years, like in their adolescence, they remember you, you know, going to work in the hospital. And then it's like yeah. mom starting her business, she's hosting retreats, she's making videos, like. You know, such a catalyst, but actually that's true. When I, I finally quit my nursing job, um, just a couple weeks ago, actually, cause I was hanging out and my son was like, mom, you left, you left it. Like you're fully in your business. That's awesome. You know, and he celebrated, I was just in tears that I can show him that there's another way possible. You know, mm-hmm. he doesn't have to, he can go whatever route he wants and knows that he will be more than okay. Abundance will be there for him. And yeah. I mean, that's, that was like the most fulfilling moment of, of it all. I think that's so inspiring. Yeah. Uh, I love that. I love seeing when your kids are in your TikToks. Too. <laughs> <laughs> so They're cute. all over the place. Awesome. Well, Jess, this was so incredible. Thank you for just all the value and just being, you know, so authentic and and really sharing about your experience. And I think that's, it's such a powerful reminder that it's like the road is not always easy. And what you said, a spiritual awakening, it's not always this like, I see the light and it's just, I'm so inspired by you and I'm so excited for all that's to come for you and anyone who connects with you from this podcast episode. Likewise. I think I'm going to go listen to our very first episode to see how actually you guys can do that too, to see how much we've grown. I mean, it's incredible. Valerie used to be the more confident one and she would have to pep talk me and be like, are you good? Like, you know, cause I would, yes, I I don't remember that. Cause she was really like, you were in ALA then you were really stepping into your confidence and things like that, which was beautiful. And, and I think that lit her fire under me of like, you know what? I got to step, you know, I get to do this too. And I'm going to figure out and figure, do it that, do it as well. So yeah, I'm so grateful for mm-hmm. you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. That would be interesting. I mean, <laughs> just think of where we were at, like, and, and it's like, there were podcasts out. It's not like it was like in, like, it's not like podcasts were under a rock, but yeah, I and feel I'm so have you on mind to talk more about that, about that journey, about, you know, our, our entrepreneur journey and, and what's, how do we made it the last couple mm-hmm. of years? So, yeah. And it's been just so special. Like just, we both, I feel like have an eye on each other's like growth, like not in a creepy way, like I'm watching over, but it's like the second just celebrate something on Instagram, I'm like, oh my God, congratulations. And I feel that from her too. Like it just, it's so incredible to find your people, find people who are on the same journey, who like literally when you win, they treat it like they're winning and it's so special. Absolutely. And, and then that is possible for everybody else too. You know, like you'll, you'll find your people when, especially when you really show who you are and you're authentic and that's where the people can find you. 
you yeah. know, and that's how I really found you in that mastermind was just like, your heart was so there and your mission to serve. And I'm like, Oh yeah, we're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We connected right away. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Yes. Thank you, Jess. And make sure you follow Jessica at the divine maven and we'll see you for the next episode. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Mindful Babes podcast. I hope you loved today's episode and got some takeaways from the message shared today. If anyone in your life would benefit from hearing this episode, please be generous and share it with them on your story. Tag me on Instagram at the Mindful Babe. And if you're feeling extra generous, please leave a review on the iTunes store. Your reviews are what keeps this podcast going, and I appreciate you so very much. Have an incredible day, babe.